Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Catherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odours and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. Their food. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that by just adding a few special superfoods to a dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. I think it's fantastic that more and more people these days are becoming conscious of the food they eat, but shouldn't we be taking the same care for our pets? The health of our dogs means so much. So no wonder owners are posting their glowing reviews of Badlands dog food and how it has improved the energy and coat of their beloved dogs. But don't take it from me. Go to badlandsfood.com forward slash frightful and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com forward slash frightful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We all own things that matter to us, be it for sentimental or practical reasons. And if someone was to take these objects away, perhaps we might do all we can to get them back. Tonight on Frightful, we explore a bizarre and frightening haunting case that begins with something so simple. The taking of a musical instrument. This is the demon drummer of Tedworth. The place was Tedworth in Wiltshire, England. And in March 1661, the locals were becoming increasingly annoyed by the sound of a traveling beggar called William Drury. He was roaming the streets asking for money while banging on his little drum incessantly. This sound irritated the locals, including a landowner and magistrate called John Mompesson, who was so frustrated with the racket that he demanded that Drury be found and brought before him. Mompesson challenged the beggar. Who gave you the right to wander around this place banging your drum like this? In response, the vagrant pulled out two documents, a passport and a permit for playing. Yet Mompesson was a knowledgeable man. He could quickly tell these documents were fake, so he ordered that the man be arrested for these lies and that the drum be confiscated. The beggar quickly confessed his fraud, but he pleaded that his drum would not be taken away. Mompesson thought about this for a moment and said he would give it back, if and only if he was able to get a good character report on Drury from the local commander. In the meantime, Mompesson himself would keep the drum, and Drury would be held in custody. Drury was taken away, but the beggar managed to persuade the constable to set him free. Some reports say because there was something so frightening about Drury that the constable had to let him go. Whatever the case... The vagrant left the region, and locals were relieved that the banging of the drum had finally stopped. Mompesson was probably pleased to have intervened, and yet 
he would live to regret that decision bitterly. Perhaps Mumperson had forgotten about the beggar, but in April of that year, he was at the home he shared with his wife, three children and widowed mother, when he received a delivery that was about to set his life into chaos. It was the confiscated drum sent as arranged for Mumperson to watch over. He thought little of it. Besides, he had to leave for London that day anyway. And so he left the family with the drum. But that night, his family heard a very loud knocking on both the door and the exterior walls of their wood-paneled home. They were disturbed when they couldn't find any explanation for these sounds. Mumperson returned from London, and the sounds continued. It became so regular that he would search every corner of the building, trying to find the source of this racket, sometimes with his pistol drawn. Yet every time he rushed to the banging door to fling it open, there was nothing there. When you hear weird ghostly banging in your house or your kids complain of spooky panting and scratching in their bedrooms, it's difficult to ignore such poltergeist action because being tormented by a demon drummer is an important issue to sort out, so you pay this noisy thing attention. But there are other things that are just as important, but because they're silent, you can end up ignoring them. Like vitamins, for example. Over 97% of women aged 19 to 50 aren't getting enough vitamin D in their diet, and 95% are skipping their required omega-3s every day. Well, Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is banging on your door right now for attention, because the folks at Ritual want to help people fill those nutrient gaps. When you do, it'll help support bone health, blood health, brain health, and more. I used to think getting your vitamins was something that, like, health freaks were into, but these days I recognize how easy it is to miss out on the things your body needs. So having something like Ritual in the diet can make sure we stop ignoring what's important. Right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. Visit ritual.com forward slash frightful and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com forward slash frightful. The bizarre sounds mostly happened at night, whenever the family had chosen to go to bed. It was like whatever was causing the noise was waiting for them to climb under their covers and then the noise would move locations to, from the walls of the house to a thumping and drumming on the top of the house. The banging would persist for a while and then mysteriously fade up into the air. Then a strange wailing sound started to be heard at the top of the house too and the sound moved again, only this time it sounded like it was coming not from outside the house, but from inside. Even worse, the pounding shifted its focus to a particular area, the children's bedrooms. Once this presence was inside the house, the paranormal activity moved up a notch. The children's beds would shake violently. When examined, the family would find claw marks on the wooden bedposts. The children complained of being chased around the room by some bizarre, unseen visitor, and they even said that they were being picked up and pushed around. Afraid and baffled, the family moved the children's beds to the attic and even had them try to sleep there during the day. It was no use. The entity followed them there, too. As the incessant banging continued, the local minister was called, and he gathered neighbors into the house to pray, which only seemed to drive the banging up into the loft. But the very moment they said amen, it raced back to the children's bedroom, and to their horror, 
poltergeist activity broke out. The report said all the chairs started dancing around. The children's shoes were cast over their heads. They tried to set the kids' beds up in the parlor, one of the few rooms that hadn't been affected so far, and it seemed like it might have worked. The banging was not heard that night, but any celebrations were short-lived. The children said they could feel the spirit still with them, tugging at their hair and pulling on their nightclothes. The banging grew so loud and violent again that it could be heard in the fields a great distance away, and in time, the servants started to experience paranormal activity. One saw floorboards moving and rising into the air. Others said they were lifted from their beds and gently set back down again. Others felt a massive weight pushing down on their feet. One servant called John was particularly tormented. For several nights in a row, he claimed something had tried to forcefully drag the covers off him while he lay in bed. He was a strong and vigorous man, but even he couldn't hold on. Invisible hands dragged the sheets away. Then, on one particularly frightening night, John said he was alone in his bedroom when a noise caught his attention. When he turned to it, he saw a figure moving toward him, and it seemed to be covered in silk. And then... The spectre vanished. The haunting went on and on. By January the following year, the family started to hear singing coming from inside the chimney. And at night, they distinctly heard footsteps climbing the stairs when there was nobody there to make them. In time, the events would shift from signs of a haunting to something even more sinister. One morning, Momperson was woken by a massive noise coming from the room in which his children were sleeping. He leapt out of bed, grabbed his pistol, and rushed to help them. But as he ran, he heard a bizarre, unknown voice calling out the words, A witch! A witch! The sound and the voice then dropped into silence. Witnesses started to hear the sound of panting in the rooms, as if a dog was out of breath. And though no animal was present, they could hear the sound of claws scratching. The family scattered ashes across the floor to try and find evidence of what might be causing this activity. The next day, they found Momperson's Bible face down. When they turned it, it lay open on Mark chapter 3, which talks of unclean spirits and demons driven out by Jesus. And there in the ashes was the imprint of a large claw, along with other inexplicable scratches and circles. At one point, a man called Joseph Glanville visited the house. He was the chaplain to King Charles II of England. Curious about the haunting, he and a friend went up to visit the children's room. They froze on the staircase when they too heard a strange scratching sound. Glanville wrote a detailed account of the case, saying that when they entered the room, they saw the children lying in their beds, and he remarked how their hands were clearly above the covers. He was adamant there was no way they could have made the sound. Yet he could clearly hear the same scratching noise, and he remarked that it was coming from behind the children's pillows. What's more, he did not think it was the sound of an animal. In his account, he wrote that it sounded like a man scratching with his fingernails. Glanville listened to this eerie scraping for about half an hour or more, until the sound seemed to move underneath the bed, where it turned into a very loud panting sound like a dog out of breath. Glanville said he put his hand upon the bed and felt it bear up against his fingers as if something beneath had thrust upwards. 
Despite an extensive search of the room, there was no animal to be found, or a man. And so Glanville concluded that he was verily persuaded and am so still that the noise was made by some demon or spirit. In a particularly bizarre incident, Mompesson saw pieces of wood in his fireplace start to move about of their own accord. Startled, he grabbed his pistol and he shot at the wood. He was shocked to see several drops of blood dropping onto the hearth and later he found similar drops on the stairs as if whatever he had shot in the fire had run off into another part of the house. Where was it waiting now? A few nights later, a servant saw a figure at the foot of his bed, staring with two blazing red eyes. Animals seemed affected too. On the day Glanville visited the house, his horse became suddenly and inexplicably exhausted, as if it had ridden all night, and a few days later, it collapsed and died. Later that year, Mompesson went to his stables to examine his horses, and he was appalled by what he saw. His horse in the stable was stretched out on the ground with one of its back legs stuffed so deeply into its mouth that several men had much difficulty removing it with a lever. These horrifying and startling events continued for more than two years, and the family became distressed not only by the activity, but also by the local rumors that the haunting was some sort of demonic punishment for the family's sins. Perhaps it was, or at least that it was caused by John Mompesson's sin against the beggar for taking the drum. And what of William Drury? He was eventually tried in court again and was this time in prison for theft. A visitor to the prison asked him if he knew about the bizarre and now famous drumming that was happening at Mompesson's house. That I do, said Drury. I have plagued him, and he shall never be quiet till he hath made me satisfaction for taking away my drum. Drury was eventually banished to America, but he managed to escape during a storm, and he was finally tracked down and imprisoned again. What really happened at the Mompesson's house? Was it the children playing tricks? After all, so much seemed to have happened in their presence. But what of all the other incidents? And could the children have really kept this up for two long years? Was the disturbance a massive prank by Drury himself? Or perhaps this was the work of other vagrants the magistrate had arrested. Could they have converged on the house to terrorize this family? But what of the apparitions and the dancing chairs and the scratching fingernails from behind the children's pillows? Was Glanville right after all? And was this indeed the work of a demonic force? Mompesson, who lived through this nightmare day and day out, was convinced this was not natural. He, along with three other witnesses, testified in court to the paranormal phenomena. Of course, it's possible a beggar simply took credit for a genuine poltergeist case. Or maybe he somehow managed to cause a poltergeist. Drury certainly seemed keen to boast to anybody who would listen that he had caused the supernatural trouble at the gentleman's house in Tedworth, all on account of the taking of his precious drum.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.